Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Jennifer Uzio, founder and spiritual director of Soul Language and Soul to Business. And this is Ask and Answered by Soul. This podcast is dedicated to providing you with tangible tools to embody your divinity and create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three key questions so you can understand that you're not alone on this journey and that your soul is the key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is for you to take away a practice that you can do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. And today I'm with Sarah Vedler, and we're talking about conscious entrepreneurship. Let me tell you a little bit about Sarah. She's the CEO and founder of Meaning of Life Designs and the Meaning of Life Center, delivering intricate and challenging machine embroidery applique designs to her customers that serve as a brain-enhancing creative outlet, a joy-inducing hobby, many of which are, are then donated to kids in hospitals and foster care by her community. Testimonial to the power of creative engineering, Sarah left her career in computer science while pregnant with her first child and rekindled her childhood passion of sewing. After her divorce, Sarah combined her embroidery software with her passion for quilting to start and grow her business into a million-dollar brand with community of over 10,000 in 10 years. Uh, hello, Sarah. Hello, Jennifer. So I'm going to start with the first question that I ask everyone, which is, what does your soul share with you throughout your journey? Oh, my goodness. Um, just keep doing it. And that. the clearer you can be about what it is that you're going to be doing, the easier it's going to be. Agreed. So you went a conscious entrepreneurship. Tell me a little bit about that. Tell me why you chose that path and what it looks like in your business. It's to some extent kind of just organically happened. Um, I first went into business after getting divorced and realizing that I needed to do something to generate some income. Um, I was living off some investment income, which had dried up and it became a case of, okay, I've got two choices. I can either go back into the corporate world, which I was in before I started my family. And the, the thought of that was soul destroying. Um, really, really did not want to have to do that. I had a two-year-old going on three and a six-year-old going on seven and I really wanted to be able to be a mom full time and generate some income. So my journey really started out by deciding I've got two things that are absolutely essential to me creating a business for myself. One of them is that I have the freedom to be able to do all of the things with my kids. You know, school stuff happens, um, kids get sick. And, you know, you need to take time off work. So I really wanted to be available to be on my kid's schedule and to be there with them every step of the way. And the other thing was that I really found it necessary to do something that nurtured my soul. The very idea of going back into the corporate world felt like you may as well just shoot me right now. That would be so horrible. Um, 
And having decided that I've got these two requirements to be around for my kids, to do something that nurtures and nourishes me, it was almost like the universe started cheering me on and saying, yes, you got it, keep going. And all kinds of opportunities came to me, um, you know, literally sometimes even just falling over them. Um, one in a million chances of meeting the right people at the right time. And it just has been a really amazing journey. And so how do you pro- practice consciousness in your business and with others? Like what, what are your tools of your trade, so to speak? <laughs> That's a really interesting question. Um on a personal level, and I think it all really starts with a personal personal level, that is having a solid morning routine. And it has changed over time, but typically there's been an element of spending time in meditation. Um, more recently, it's included connecting with my angels and endeavoring to create a connection where I'm not just waiting or something's not, you know, just random messages coming through, but really trying to consciously have a conversation. Sometimes it feels like it's going better than other times. Um, so the meditating, the connecting with my angels and walking, actually, for me, getting my body moving, especially out in the fresh air, which is kind of hard living in Arizona, especially during the summer when there's nothing fresh about it, but getting outside, moving my body. And that is when I'm most open, I think, to all kinds of ideas and inspiration coming through, especially if I'm listening to something. I usually listen to a a podcast or an audio book or something like that. And Sometimes I realize, oh, my goodness, I completely missed the last five minutes, maybe even 10 minutes, because my brain has just started churning with ideas. It's just the physical walking and just getting into that space where ideas can flow. Um, I also find that sleeping is a really good place for me to kind of untangle challenges um even last night I was dreaming and when I woke up I was like okay thank you I've now figured out the how-to of a particular project that I've been mulling over for a while and it's like okay that came through whilst I was sleeping and fortunately you know I'm able to remember it first thing in the morning and it's like, okay, yeah, I see how that's happening now. Yeah. So, you know, everyone, you know, Sarah's describing some like key crucial things about interacting with the universe and consciousness, right? We're starting a co-creative conversation with our guides, our angels, our soul, whatever that might be. You know, she's also determined that she has warrior energy. So she needs to move in order for those ideas to start to flow. So, you know, those people that can, that tell you only sit in meditation and meditation only, 
if you have warrior energy, movement is key for you uh, and you will feel restless. That's not because you're doing something wrong, but your body needs to move in order for that to all process. So really key thing. What are some, Sarah, what are some guidelines that when you're interacting with your community or a vendor or in business meetings, what are some of your kind of principles that you hold yourself to? Um, both to keep your own creativity uh, in flow and to be in alignment with yourself, uh, mind, body, and spirit. You know, to a certain extent, I've kept my um, more spiritual side to myself and haven't shared that a lot with my community until recently. Um, we, We have... I I decided, well, okay, this year has been kind of crazy. (laughs) And I got some very clear directives over the summer to start implementing an idea which came through as a divine download, for lack of better expression, um, back in 2017. And I've kind of had a fair amount of resistance to, to, to what happened, what I heard. And... I've kind of had it mulling around in my mind for going on five years now and the idea has grown and I've kind of thought implementation isn't going to happen until my youngest daughter finishes high school which and she's class of 24. So we've got another year and a half to go. And then this summer, I wound up sitting on a rock looking out over the Baltic Sea just outside of Stockholm in Sweden, uh, where my family lives. And first time in a long time that I completely left my computer at home and um, sat there with a journal. And what started to come through was you need to start doing something about this dream now, even though Jasmine still has 18 months or so to go through high school. And... I've had one of those crazy moments when my train of thought has just gone completely out the window. <laughs> um, it's, it's only, it's only been since this summer that we've really, or I've really started sharing with people. This is what's going on at a deeper level. And I really would like for you to be involved. Um, so this summer, or this this fall more, I released a new design collection and it, it's actually for creating Christmas stockings using your embroidery machine. And I figured let's kind of, let's try an experiment to see if my ideas um, for creating the Meaning of Life Center, um, where I envision people coming and creating, literally using an embroidery machine, creating different things that can be given to children in the hospital and to foster children, two key, two, two populations that I think need to know somebody out there is rooting for you and somebody out there loves you. It doesn't matter where you're at right now, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And so I invited my community to join with me in what we called the Christmas stocking project. And that the goal of that was to have the community make 
stitch up using their embroidery machines 700 stockings which we are donating to a local foster care organization asa now they're based here in mesa and it's been a wild ride telling people this is my vision for the future which is pretty much guaranteed to make me start crying um you know so the whole is hugely emotional and sharing with them, this is where I really want to go. And finding that there is actually an outpouring of love on every level and people's hearts are being touched. When I share my authentic self and say, this is who I am, this is where I'm coming from, this is what I've experienced, I'd love for you to join me in this adventure. And so many people have said, I want to do this. I want to be part of this. And it's been just the most amazing experience. And all from, you know, deciding to speak up about who I am and what is greater. Yeah, I think when you express to others that feeling of deep acceptance of who you are and deep acceptance of love for yourself, that it shows and people want to get on your bandwagon. They want to take that journey with you. Um, you know, and so I think, you know, some people call that being your authentic self, you know, we're, we're our authentic self every day. We're doing the best we can. Right. But when we're really speaking with the, the heartfelt consciousness of love for ourselves, it shows and people respond to it. Mm-hmm. So Sarah, The last question that I ask every guest is if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your magnet say? Hmm. It would probably say, get out there and create something and love everyone. Nice magnet. How do people get in touch with you? How do they get more of your goodness? How do they find out more about you? Give us your website, please. My website is www.meaningoflifedesigns.com. And if you're into machine embroidery, I have all kinds of different things for you. If you'd just like to connect, then um, you can send an email directly from the website. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Thank you. It's been a joy to be here with you. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answer by Soul. This podcast is dedicated to helping you understand that your soul is the answer. If you're interested in learning more about the answers of your soul, you can secure your free uh, empath tool in the show notes is the link. And if you have any questions for me, you know where to find me. But please share this podcast with others. Uh, post in your community, leave a comment, contact me directly, but mostly importantly, most importantly, reach out to our guests because you will not be sorry. Okay, everyone. Bye for now. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here. And I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.
Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. 